Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Aspire Pediatric Therapy and Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I could not do, could not do the show uh, without him, Adam Zalouf. Today's guest has been on our show a ton of times, a reoccurring guest, and it's going to stay that way. He's, he comes on with Luther Dupree all the time. And that's Smokin' Jim Frazier. Smokin' Jim is uh, one of my best friends. He's not even a friend. He's a family member to me. And I want you guys to know Jim a little bit better, not just the writer or the NFL scout or the TV host or the TV producer or the radio show guest or the pod show guest, podcast show guest or the boxing analyst. He does all these things. I want you guys to know him as a person because, in all honesty, you cannot get a better person than Smokin' Jim Frazier. So, Smokin' Jim, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Hey, thank you so much, Claudio and Adam. It's just an honor for me uh, to uh, to be a, a guest on your show, and I'm looking so forward to, you know, going back down memory lane a little bit. All right. Well, thank you. You know, real quick, people have asked how I met you, um, and I remember it was um, in 2003. It was late 2003. I want to say November uh, I was at a boxing match in West Virginia, and I remember exactly where I was. I was reporting for a company called RealBoxing.com. <clears throat> I was ringside, and you were to my right and over maybe about 20-some feet on the other side of the ring, and you had a tan sport coat on, right? And we kind of saw each other. We started talking, saying hello, and here we are. What is that? Eight, well, 17 years later, and uh, – it was it was uh, definitely a, a blessing for sure. I, I know you remember that boxing event. Well, you know, the one thing, Claudio, um, over all the years, man, I met so many people, ran into so many people, and I always tell everybody there's two people that I've seen that I did not know, but as soon as I seen them, I knew they were somebody special. Uh, one was uh, jo- Jody Velasquez when I met her at level 20. A sports bar, and when I seen you at the fight, I never met you before, never seen, I just liked your swag, I knew you were somebody uh, special, and uh, I tell you what, man, it's been a great friendship ever since that day. That's for sure, well, I appreciate that, thank you so much. Well, you know, let's start off growing up, tell us where you grew up, Uh, tell us a little bit about your childhood, and tell us about your parents. Well, I tell you what, Claudio, man, it all started with the good Lord because the Lord put me um, in a situation where I seen a lot of great historical events growing up. How about seeing Gail Sears returning the kickoff at Pitt Stadium for for a 100-yard touchdown? I was there for the Immaculate Reception. Nobody believes I was at Roberto (laughs) Clemente's 3,000 hit, man. It was awesome. How about seeing Fran Tarkington? Uh, playing for the New York Giants, man, at Pitt Stadium. I've seen Johnny Unitas' last game. I've seen Dan Fouts' first game. seen the first night game at Forbes Field, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, and and when I was six years old, I rode on my bicycle to Willie Stargell's house and got him to autograph uh, <laughs> a baseball for me. But, uh, yeah, you know, Claudio, I watched uh, the Steelers play in Forbes Field, Pitt Stadium, Three Rivers, and Heinz Field, but I tell you what, man, the greatest coach I ever had in my life, you know what I mean? There's a, Other than God and my family, there's only two things I ever loved, and I've loved them since I was four. I love girls at four, and I love football at four, and I pursued both <laughs> every day, every since. But the, the greatest coach I ever had in my life, Claudio, uh, was my father. You know, my dad was a tough, hard-nosed guy, didn't take no excuses, I grew up in an all-white neighborhood, but I'm a black um, gentleman, so all my relatives and friends lived in a black neighborhood. So on during the week, I didn't see anybody black, and on the weekends, they shipped me off with my other relatives, and 
and it, it was uh, all black folks, and I didn't see anybody white. So that was a unique way to grow up. Um, I was, my dad was probably the strongest guy I ever met. Man, he had these big arms. Man, he was mean. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't say he wasn't a man of many words. And then I had my mom, who was like a beauty queen. She was the most beautiful lady I've ever really seen. Um, growing up, had to fight a lot because you know, somebody <laughs> made some comments about my mom. But um, I remember, you know, going into the different hoods on the weekends, like Homewood and East Liberty. And I had relatives all over that I stayed with. And I wanted to play football for Lincoln Larmer, man. Lincoln Larmer was a team in the city. And I remember my dad says, you live out here, you're going to play here. And I was like, well, dad, you know, everybody says they don't play black players. He says, listen, if you want to start, you had to be, you got to be twice as good as the white player. And I knew I wasn't going to be twice as good as anybody, but I knew I could outwork anyone. And that was the secret to my success. Nobody's ever beat me in a wind sprint, you know, gassers. I was the first guy at practice and the first guy to leave. I was proud of that. <laughs> and what's, what, what high school was that, Jim? Uh, well, I went, to, uh, I went to Gateway High School. And the nice thing about it, Claudio, I, is I knew that. I just want everybody I, else to know because you tell us all the time, but uh, I want everybody else to know. Go ahead. <laughs> I went to Legendary Gateway High School. And I tell you what, man, Claudio, I couldn't ask for uh, better coaches. Uh, I started playing when I was really young on the weekends in, in the city on the Hill District and Homewood because in the summer I'd spend summers there so I could play and you could play at an early age. You know, Bill Neal, I know you know Bill Neal was sure. my first coach when I was four years old. But by the time I got to be nine years old, like I said, I wanted to play for Lincoln Lomer. But they only had two teams. They had an 11- and 12-year-old team and the 13-year-old. 13-year-old team, man, they had guys like Coach Cochise and and uh, Randy 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 Reed and and I can still Larice Ashley and Dwayne Rideout and all these great legendary guys in the inner city. But when I turned nine years old, my dad says you got to play uh, where you live. So you know I joined the team at nine years old and look how humble the coaches I had. You know we never lost. We had one tie from the time I was nine nine years old to 13, and I never knew my coaches played. We had two great coaches, Coach Costa and Coach Gallo, and years later when I'm on the Hall of Fame committee for the City League, they were two of the greatest running backs in Wesleyhouse history. We put them in the Hall of Fame unanimously, and they never said one time that they ever played any football, but they were great coaches for me, and we went all around the country uh, playing football and and we had a great group, a great team. And I tell you what, Claudio, we just believed in that area. We just played football better than anybody anywhere at, at any time. And that's the belief, belief we had. We weren't that good. We didn't have any real stars. But we just believed that we could out-hit you and outwork you. And we were better football players in that area. Now, you uh, had a, obviously a very good high school career. Um, what were some of the colleges that you wanted to go to and tell us some of the schools that were interested in you and then tell us where you went? Well, I tell you what, Claudio, man, uh, you know, going, going up to uh, uh, high school, man, um, I, I tell you what, man, um, I was really uh, a knucklehead early on, man. I got in all kinds of fights, man, in elementary school, believe it or not, I probably got suspended more than any kid in the country for fighting. It was so bad that when I was in fifth grade, they they made me walk home from school, which was many, many miles from where I lived at the time. And my dad, who's a steel worker, came up to the school. And the principal and the vice principal had to lock themselves in their office, you know. <laughs> and uh, so that didn't happen again until I got to seventh grade. And same thing, I got in some fights because we had about – 10 different elementary schools. So when we all came together um, for junior high, um, you know, there was fist fights all the time. Who's the toughest? So I was fighting all the time. So they made me walk home again in seventh grade. And uh, my dad came up to the school then. But uh, two people that changed my life, Claudio, 
when I was in eighth grade, we didn't have a swimming pool, but swimming was part of our curriculum, right? And uh, did I say that word right? That's a big word for me. So um, I remember it was I remember it was picture day, right? And you always got to remember the people that changed your life, even though I don't know this man's name. It was picture day, so I had my big afro out. And I wasn't going to swim because, you know, a brother, you get in the pool <laughs> and your hair shrinks, right? So, you know, I, I had to go and be in my swimming trunks, but, you know, I didn't participate. So they send us up to the high school for swimming class, man. And um, so I'm walking back to go get dressed and a senior football player from the football team, 12th grader, I'm in eighth grade, he pushes me in the pool, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's laughing. I don't say anything. And I don't know how this gym teacher knew, but I went in the back because there was baseball bats in the cage. Now, I wasn't going to hit him in the head with the bat, but he wasn't going to play football for a while because I was going to do a damage <laughs> on his knee. And this white gym teacher that, that I didn't even think knew me, he pulled me to society, knew my name. He says, man, you got so much talent. You got so much ability. But he says, man, if you don't get your act together and quit fighting and skipping school because... The year before, I skipped school 32 times when I got caught. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, 32 times <laughs> when I was in sixth grade. So, I, you know. Where'd so you go? This man. <laughs> yeah, well, you, bro, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. But I tell you what, Claudia, that changed my life because for the first time, somebody that didn't really have an interest, I didn't play for him. I wasn't a ball player for him. He was an older guy. looked like he should have been retired. And for him to say something like that to me, and the other uh, person that changed my life, I had twin brothers that are 11 years younger than me. And when they was born, man, that changed my life. All I said is I want them to be proud of me. So anyhow, man, and my brothers were the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Man. I, you know. So anywho, Claudio, I, uh, when I got to ninth grade, I never missed a day of school, never was late, loved school, went all the way through. So Anyhow, man, we won a, a state championship when I was in high school. Uh, we were ranked uh, number five in the state, number five in the country, USA Today. And I had 19 offers. And I tell you what, Claudio, um, I, want, I had a recruiting visit to University of Pittsburgh, and, and Jackie Sherrill was there with, with – uh, he, uh, he had an ear problem. He had uh, what they call hearing aid. Hearing aid. That's the most thing. I'm sitting there, yeah, and I'm on a recruiting visit. They had younger guys there. They had Dwight Collins was there and um, Hal Bentley from um, uh, New Brighton uh, was there also. I remember there was guys there from all over the country. And then uh, I I, I visited Frank Signetti down in West Virginia, who was the head coach at the time of West Virginia. And so I was going to go to a junior college. And you were a running running um, back, correct? I played a unique position, which was a wing back, half running back, half wide receiver, punt kickoff return, defensive back, defensive end, anything. I just kick off, kick off returns. I never wanted to leave the field. Now, I'm a black man, so there's two things I didn't do. I couldn't kick or punt, and I wasn't holding for no kicks, brother. You weren't kicking my finger, but other than that, I'd do anything to get on the football field, man. So um, I, I always hung with older guys. From the time I was 16 years old, I went to 21 and over clubs on the weekend. And so all of my friends were in their 20s. So I had a friend who was a tractor trailer driver, man. And and, and I, I, I had offers to say uh, Southern Illinois. So they would send me the plane ticket. I would cash that in and we would drive down and have a great weekend, man. We come. had a lot of fun. And uh, before I tell you where I went to school, this is at Gateway. There was no school bigger for football. I didn't even know we were the only team to get Letterman jackets. Another team got Letterman jackets. I thought the basketball team. I thought that they were. You know, we weren't good in basketball, but we had a track guy by the name of Lyndon Bird, and he was a senior with me. Now he was the state champ in a hundred and two hundred. I think he's still the third fastest guy in, in the state of Pennsylvania history behind Clinton Davis and Dwight Collins as far as his time. When he got to college, he outran Daryl Green, and he outran um, uh, Eric Dickerson. 
Um, and then he was up for the he was up for the Olympics for the Olympic trials, and he false started or he probably would have made the Olympics. I mean, super wow. fast human, and he is not in the Gateway Hall of Fame. <laughs> so that just tells you how football. Yeah. Now, now my my senior year at graduation, I'm the only one that didn't go to graduation rehearsal. <laughs> so I show up there. My dad makes me go to graduation. A friend of mine in high school, I knew he played baseball, but he was a friend. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there. He's the 11th player drafted in the baseball draft that day wow. in the first round. He was pitching on TV the next week, Tim Conroy. Tim Conroy. I never even knew. I mean, yeah, he, he, we we went to we went to high school together. Never seen him play baseball. Nobody talked about baseball because everything at Gateway was football. We got the one of the best players in the world in our high school, and if it wasn't for them announcing it at graduation, we would never know. And wow. then I and and lastly, my dad loves basketball, and I always thought basketball players were soft. And I never went to a basketball game all through high school. I mean, I wrestled. I never went to a basketball game. My, halfway through my senior year, it was so funny because there was never a girl that left a football player for somebody else. All the girls <laughs> wanted football players. And some girl left a football player for a basketball player. So I'm like, let me go to the game because they've been, they was agging her house for a week. <laughs> I mean, that's what that, <laughs> I mean, so I go to the basketball game. Claudio is packed. It's unbelievable. I'm thinking myself, I want to play. I almost asked the coach, can I play? This is halfway. <laughs> the season's almost over, man. But had I gone to a basketball game prior to that, I might have been a basketball player. That's how much um, I thought, man, and I've never really played basketball, but I wanted to after that. But anywho, um, I had a player on my team, and I can't think of who it is, Claudio, to be honest with you. But I was already to sign with Potomac State, which was a junior college. Um, in two years, I could get a scholarship to either West Virginia or Marshall. They both um, said that they would, uh, you know, give me a give me a, a scholarship in two years if I go to Potomac State, which was a school, a junior college in Maryland. My dad went to the recruiting visit with me. Um, he wanted me to sign right there, but I didn't sign. Um, because they had this paper mill, which stunk. And plus, it was eight guys, every one girl. And I'm like, oh, man. I, I, <laughs> Not for you. You know, but I, want, yeah, but I had to go somewhere close where my parents could see me play. You know what I mean? And that was close enough. My dad was a little upset. I didn't sign that day, but I was going to sign. And um, so I had a friend that um, I played with in high school. I, I don't even remember his name. Man. This is how good God is. And and I remember when I played midget football, we were ranked, the coach said we were sixth or eighth in the country. I never forget that. And I kept thinking, yeah, I'm going to go to USC because that's where I really wanted to go. Because, you know, on Sunday morning, you watch USC, Notre Dame, Grambling yeah, film. That's right. That's right. And, and USC was my team. And I'm thinking in midget football, we're ranked like sixth or eighth in the country. I forget what the coach said at that time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play for USC. So uh, this kid had a, uh, a recruiting visit to uh, Cal State University, which I never even heard of Cal State. I'm the only Division II school I've ever heard of was Slippery Rock. Um, I've never seen him on TV or anything. So I go on a recruiting visit with him. So, you know, why not? Anything's better than going to school. So he had a, he had a car. We drove down, and Cal State had this coach named Hale Hunter. End up being the offensive line coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers, coach with Frank Cush in the CFL, and was interim head coach of the Baltimore Colts when Frank Cush got fired. And now Craig Wolfley was talking about him on the show recently. So we go down there, you know, I know, right? we go down to this country town, man, and we go, and Hell Hunter pulls me into the office, and I'm thinking to myself, I ain't even, I ain't coming here, coach, you know. Man, I signed within a half hour talking to him. He says, "Man, we're going to play." He says, "By the time," he said, "By the time we're, I'm a junior, we're going to play Syracuse." And what really sold me, and I never seen no part of the campus. I didn't see the cafeteria. I didn't see nothing but the coach's office. Right. And he and he what really sold me, Claudio. He said we had a JV game 
against the University of Pittsburgh. And I was so mad that Pitt wouldn't even let me come on as a walk-on. I'm, I'm like, Coach, if you let me play in that game, if you let me play in the JV game, I'll sign right now. He says, well, if you're, he says, you're going to start. He says, we don't got nobody like you here. He says, you're going to start. I said, Coach, can I play in the JV game too? He says, yeah, you can play in the JV. Man, I signed, man. There you go. So anyhow, Claudio, I didn't even know where the, 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 the uh, stadium was, right? So <laughs> they have a spring football game. And my best friend from high school, Michael Thunder Thornton, um, you know, he goes with me to the um, spring game. And Mike is late to everything, right? <laughs> we don't get there. We don't get there till halftime, Claudio. And had I not gone to that spring game, I never would have started as a true freshman. I got down there thinking that these guys. I never heard of these schools. It's Ringgolds and the Joe Montanas and all these guys they talk about from the Mon Valley. And uh, I got down there, Claudio, halfway through the spring game, and I looked. They had so much talent out on that field. You know, a player knows a player. Oh, Man, sure. the guys that played my position were so much better than, you know, I was at that time that I really had to work my tail off all summer long. Man, I cut my hair in the Mohawk haircut, and I showed up to camp in the best shape of my life, and it took me uh, three days of summer camp And when he announced I was the, the starter for the season. That, that, that's I didn't know a lot of that. that that's, that's a great story. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, who Jackie Sherrill should have went to Dr. Roscoe. Uh, Don's Pizzeria and Sports <laughs> Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Don at 412-372-3667. And criminal defense attorney Eric jackson Lori with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh at Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And a couple quick uh, updates or news items. My book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office, is on sale now on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com. Amazon, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, and Barnes and Noble. Uh, also, um, in a couple weeks, uh, we will we're going to interview the legend of all legends, Mario Andretti, will be on the show on January 28th. Um, he is somebody that I looked up to as a kid and still do now. He's had a ton of impact on me professionally and personally, and really excited to have the great Mario Andretti uh, as a guest. That's that's a big catch for sure. But uh, we were right back. And getting to know Smokin' Jim Frazier a little bit better. So we'll be right back. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad, and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Jim, um, tell us a little bit about your uh, Cal days. You, you had a lot of success there. and uh, just, just tell us about some memorable moments and some memorable games and teams that you played. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Claudio, man. Um, I never seen a division uh, two football game and until I was uh, playing on it. And uh, we had just so much talent 
and Cal never won anything. I mean, they couldn't win. And and my freshman year, man, we had this a linebacker, man, that ended up with 600 career tackles from Altoona named Bill Seidel. And, and we had all these great players, man. And, and we, we couldn't, we couldn't win, man. We were like everybody's homecoming game, man, from the first game <laughs> on, man. Usually that's the last game of the season is the homecoming, man. We was everybody's homecoming game, man. And, and in high school, my record was uh, 43, three, 43 and three in high school, man. So wow. I wasn't used to losing. I never lost more than one game in, in a year, man. So I'm crying after the games, man. I can't believe we're getting beat, man. And we got all this talent. But by our second year, man, we started getting really, 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 really competitive and good. We had all these players transferring in from, from all over the country, man. And, and by my junior year, man, my junior year, we were probably as good as any team in the country. And my senior year, we definitely would have won the national championship. We brought 110 players to camp my junior year. You know, we had guys like like Perry Kemp that went on to play for, as a starter for the Green Bay Packers. Terry O'Shea, who oh, played yeah, tight end yeah, for yeah. the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, man. We had guys on a team that was unbelievable, man. We had this guy that transferred from Oklahoma, I mean, Ohio State by the name of Chuck Fisher that was a running back for uh, Joe Montana. He was 6'3", 225-pound white dude with four or five speed. We had Zab Jansani, who was a 6'3", wide receiver with sprinter speed. His dad used to play for the Steelers, was a star wide receiver back in the day, man. We had so many great players, man. You know, Tommy McDonough, you know, Paul Leonard. We had guys transferring all over. We had a guy, and then it was so crazy, Claudio, because I didn't even know. When we took the team picture, we looked like a prison picture because there's no team in the country that brings 110 to camp, and then we brought another 25 walk-ons when school started. We could literally have seven scrimmages going on full scrimmages going on at wow. one time we got a guy terry smith the um the the assistant head coach of penn state his brother was a great player named harvey smith he came he came that year as a freshman ran a 4 440 left after a week to walk on to west virginia <laughs> that's how far wow. back this is this is a talented guy. We had so much talent. We're the only school that people were walking on Division One. We had another kid that was big 33 named Deuce Mervis from uh, McKeesport, fullback, strong safety. He left to walk on to Kent State. I mean, we had wow. guys leaving. You guys man. had some studs. We had a guy, man, we had an all, a parade All-American from high school from Pitt named, um, named um, Tim Madison that came. We had uh, – Jonathan, oh, shit, it, man, we just had all these guys come on, right? Claudio, Bobby, it took us a while to get moving. But by the end of the year, our quarterback, we had a quarterback that transferred from Division One named Chuck Colburn. I mean, we just, we were so loaded, Claudio. Our defensive players, Lenny Skillings, you guys named Fried Dog. I mean, we had guys, <laughs> we only knew the nickname. Right. Claudio, by the end of the season, now only 16 teams make the national playoffs in Division II at that time. We were just outside of the top 20. But the year, the next year, we would have definitely been in the national championship playoff picture and probably won. And Claudio, by, by the seventh or eighth game of the season, we could name our score on any team. Defensively, we could shut anybody out. And they found out that we had illegal players. Oh, okay. <laughs> brother, brother, there you had, go. Bro, we had we we had guys that already played four years at another Jeez. university. Man, we got we got almost hit with the death penalty, man. The only thing that saved say, us is we had penalty. a great <laughs> we had a great new coach that had no idea all this was going on because these guys all transferred in prior to him, you know, taking over the job in the spring right. and named Jeff Petrucci was a great, great coach. He was the, the coach of Joe Montana at Ringgold. 
And that's the only thing that saved us, man. So, But we had to wipe out that whole season, man. We went from being one of the best teams in the country to having a 0-11 record because oh we had God. to forfeit all our games. They're going to do a 30 for 30 on you guys. They're going to do a 30 man, for 30 on you guys. 30 for 30, and then in the next year, man, was was my senior year, and I was honored to be uh, named captain for three years in a row. And um, going into my senior year, second game of the season, I ended up blowing out my knee. Oh. And um, instead of taking the red shirt, um, you know, I, I you know I wanted to uh, sign with a with a uh, an uh, agent an an agent which was an agency and um, couldn't pass physicals, played a couple years, a semi-pro football, we won the championship. And, and um, you know, once I couldn't get an NFL tryout or pass a physical, I never picked up a football again. Well, we're going to talk about your after sports career, which is a lot to talk about. After we hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And again, my book is out, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's on sale now at Amazon.com, BarnesNoble.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, and my website, ClaudioRelsano.com. I appreciate all the very kind words about the book. Thank you. And coming up in a couple weeks, uh, uh, January 28th, we will be airing my very, very special interview with legend icon Mario Andretti. So make sure you uh, tune into that. Tune in to all the shows. I have a lot of great guests all the time. And and I appeared on a great show with a lady named Brittany Avila, uh, careerjourneypodcast.com. You can hear that show. It's The show's called Career Journey. And uh, you can listen to the interview on careerjourneypodcast.com. We're right back with the legendary, he's legend himself, Smoking Jim Frazier. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Jim, now after your playing days were over, I mean, you have a very... Uh... Hey, Claudio, can I yes. do just one thing? Can I, can I give a few shout-outs? Of course. Because I always forget to give shout-outs. You know, first of all, I got to go just back to high school briefly. I actually played against Dan Marino in high school. Oh, okay. and we, my my coach Pete Anna Marino, who I think is the greatest coach of all time, um, and he was the first coach inducted into the WPIL Hall of Fame. He didn't allow us to watch film, so we never seen any of these. I didn't know who Dan Marino was or anybody <laughs> we ever played. Only thing we watched was film on ourselves. Right. So when we we played Dan Marino at Mount Lebanon Field. And they had AstroTurf on Mount Lebanon Field because Central, they didn't have a home stadium. And uh, we was just so in awe of that AstroTurf. It was so beautiful. We only gave up 32 points all year <laughs> long, which was a record at that time. Yeah. And that's including playoffs and scrimmages. Dan Marino throws uh, two touchdown passes on us <laughs> in, in the first quarter, man. 
And uh, then um, second half, I took one of his punts back. He was a, a great punter, too. We intercepted him about five times. And I remember after the game, my dad said, that's the best quarterback he ever seen. I'm like, who, him? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it sure enough turned out to be, you know. But uh, just to give just a few shout-outs. Man, in high school, hey, the Divine Brothers, the Kelstein Brothers, man, you know, Bill Weibel, Bill West, Scotty Beard, Mike Silenoff was some great guys. The greatest guy I ever played with in college was a guy named uh, Butch Ramsey. Wanted to give him a shout-out. Paul Palumbo, whose son is uh, boxing right now and is doing a great job. Fratini was outstanding. And I tell you what, man, um, the, the, the guy that helped me the most is Eddie Jeffries. How about Chris Moore having me on the show? Yeah, yeah. John Burton. You know, Bill Neal, Luther Dupree, Allen. Got to mention Levine. Luther. Yeah, Chip Hainer, Tom Miller, Brian Cook. But uh, I tell you what, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without my dad and mom. I got 13 uh, God kids. Um, and I tell you what, man, you know, I tell you what, people like, um, you know, uh, you know, Terry Frazier, Tootie. To the Washington, that's um, the producer of Divorce Court down in Atlanta. You know, Brianna Washington, who just bought a beautiful house near Monroeville. You know, Aubriana, um, Autumn, Lonnie. You know what I mean? Um, I tell you what, um, I got a nephew, Dallas, that played um, in the um, in the All Star game when he was in eighth grade. He was a safety, and the other starting safety was Ray Ray McLeod. Oh, Can you wow. believe it? Zion, outstanding music guy. I got Derek and Josh who are great baseball players. And, and Devontae, who Devontae Frazier, when he was 16 years old, broke the world leg press record at 1,800 pounds. So, man, um, just a shout-out to sure. to all those folks who was very important in my life. Good, good. Now, I have a saying, if you ever see a turtle on, on top of a fence post, you know he didn't get there alone. And you just mentioned – a bunch of people that help you get to that uh, fence post for sure. Um, now, you, you've, as I said at the beginning of the show, NFL scout, writer, TV host, boxing analyst, producer. How did you get involved in all those things? And, and tell us uh, about some of those things, especially the NFL scouting part. Man, it, it was so, it was so funny. Um, it, it, like I said, is is the Lord. You know, the Lord put me in. In, 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 in places to meet great people like you. I was I started watching more and more football on TV and they would and it was this it was this kid from Michigan that when George Perlis was coaching there that was pinching in like me and Joe Green and I was renting a house in Wilkinsburg at the time and I've been looking forward to seeing this kid play. They said he plays like mean Joe Green. I turned on the TV within five minutes I, I, I had I had changed my bedroom into the third floor attic. You know how the attic goes, you know, like a diamond. I right. threw the TV out of the window. <laughs> I mean, this guy was such a bum. I threw the TV out of the window, and I'm thinking, I hope ain't nobody walking on the sidewalk. So that's what started <laughs> me to start writing up my own draft report. I got to thank uh, Tom Donahoe, who was a GM in the Pittsburgh Steelers, Sure. He would send me money every year. He would get my draft report. Family and friends would get it. Um, and I used to deliver it to one to one uh, particular uh, barber shop in the hood. And just so happens, a guy that had his own show on Whammo, which I didn't know, got his hair cut there, and that was Eddie Jeffries. Eddie Jeffries. And Eddie Jeffries, Eddie Jeffries gave me a call. He put me on um, his show on Whammo. And uh, the rest is history, man. That was uh, that was my opportunity. He gave it to me. We worked so well together, man. And um, you know, who knows what would have happened if I never would have delivered to that barber shop? Because I didn't right. know Eddie. I heard him on the radio, and my dad used to listen to him all the time. And for him to give me a call and give me an opportunity, man, um, you know, you know, all thanks to him. Right. No, that's very nice. And how about the uh, the NFL scouting? How'd you get involved in that? Well, um, you know, that was part of it. Um, I would send my draft report every year to all the general managers in the National Football League. And I got to thank Tom Donahoe back in the year 2000. 
Tom Donahoe invited me to spend draft weekend with the Pittsburgh Steelers. At the time, there still there was the last um, time they had offices in Three River Stadium, and so prior to the draft, now I'm doing shows on Whammo now. And at this time, prior to the draft, Tom Donahoe gets fired that year. That's when they brought in um, Kevin Colbert, but they still allowed me to come. Uh, they fired me after that because the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted a defensive end uh, from Duke named Chris Combs. And I wouldn't shut up about how this guy was a bum and how he was a, he was going to be a bust. And, and uh, so they fired me in 2001 and 2002. Uh, they called me back in 2003 because Chris Combs was a bum. Um, <laughs> and, and I came in by this time they were at the, um, <laughs> they're at the Southside facility. So I come in and the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to draft Alonzo Jackson in the first round. And my first words was, why don't you just um, re-sign Huey Richardson? And that's like calling somebody's mom a bad name. <laughs> Huey Richardson was the first rookie, first round draft choice ever cut by the Steelers. Right. And so the Steelers, they, they, then they started trying to get Larry, Larry Johnson. Um, from Penn State, the running back. Sure. So I said, let me keep. I said, let me keep my mouth shut. So then um, the Pittsburgh Steelers ended up trading up somehow for Troy Palomola, right? And so Troy, <laughs> Troy, Troy. The pit back back then, Troy Palomola. Don't don't forget, he's a u- unique kid. He's a California guy. He's never been to the East Coast. The Steelers was trying to call him to make sure they could sign him because they did a trade. Usually what they will do is they'll call you. If they want to draft Claudio Rosano, they're going to call you and with, before the next pick and say, Claudio, we're going to draft you. Right. You want to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. But if they make this massive trade, they can't do that. So they're calling Troy Palomola and they're getting busy signals for like a half hour, right? Because I'm on the phone with Troy. We're talking. He's doing his Polynesian dance, man. I'm on the phone with Troy. And this is before cell phones. So you're getting a busy signal. Right, right, you're right. going nuts. Me and Troy's talking about Carson Palmer, who was his roommate. We're talking about all this stuff, man. And there ain't no call waiting, man. So I get off the phone and uh, they got Troy. They didn't, in the second round, they got Alonzo Jackson, which he would end up being a bust like I predicted. They didn't have a third round pick. So the next day was the four, for the fourth round. So I come there, they had all black cooks. So I got my steak and my eggs <laughs> just the way I like it. So I'm sitting up there eating and Myron Cope is doing a radio show in the facility. Right. And the Steelers is, uh, they wanted Bill Cowher says we need a we need a, a cornerback. I said my number one rated cornerback is still on the board. He said who? I said Ivan Taylor from Southwest Louisiana, which was Louisiana Lafayette at the time. Right. He said um, he's. I said he's six one one ninety. Runs a four two eight forty. They're like, there's no, I said, he, and he got a 43 inch vertical jump. They said there's no such guy like that. He'd have been a top ten pick. So they called the coach for Louisiana Lafayette, and they're like, uh, well, <laughs> we're just calling. We, we got somebody here that says you, you got a player down there named Ivan Taylor. They said, yeah, Ike Taylor. He said, uh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't invited to the combine. He wasn't invited anywhere. He says, uh, he says man, he's a shutdown corner. They mm-hmm. said, how big is he? Blah, blah, blah. So the Steelers drafted him in the fourth round. Mel Kuyper didn't even have nothing because, you know, we turned the TVs up once we, we picked. Kuyper and them didn't even have him on their, their board. They they didn't know who he was. So uh, Myron Cope put me on his radio show to talk about talk about Ike Taylor. And it's funny because, you know, I watch two game films a day. Right, and when, right, I was yeah. watching, when I was watching uh, Louisiana, I still call him Southwest Louisiana at the time, Louisiana Lafayette. Ike Taylor was an academic casualty as a freshman and sophomore, so he couldn't play uh, sports. His junior year, he played backup running back and some kickoff returns. His senior year, they got a new coach that moved him to defense. So if you're a cornerback, 
what's the first thing people look for is interceptions. We know I can't catch. So <laughs> he had zero interceptions. But if you watch the game film, he was a shutdown corner. They played Louisiana, they played LSU that year. So really the scouts are really blowing it because he did play LSU, shut him down, put one of the running backs out of the game, broke his forearm with a good hit. And, um, you know, so Ike Taylor ended up being the second highest paid defensive back in stellar history, second right, only right. to Troy Palomola. Wow. Well, like I said, you and I talk scouting uh, baseball for me and football for you, but it kind of intersects and, and uh, we're on the same page on so many things. And I've learned a lot from you and I, I know you're very dedicated to it because like you said, you watch two games a day and, and nobody knows more about the college game, in my opinion, than you. I hear a lot of these guys on TV, like you said about Kuiper and I, I don't, I mean, good for him. He has a job and all that, but I said, damn, Jim, Jim says better stuff than him and in a better way. But uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> I, I, I'd listen to you before for him, for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you've won some awards as a writer. Uh, tell us a little bit about your writing career and, of course, your TV career. Well, the one thing that is, man, listen, Claudio, um, I don't know if there's ever been anybody in the country. Um, you still there? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know if there's ever been anybody in the history of this country that got a college degree with a lower GPA than me. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I had, to, hey, I had to take several, several, several classes over <laughs> just to raise my GPA enough to get that big shit, right? So, brother, you know, I, English, math, any, brother, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it wasn't for the beautiful young ladies we had in college that used to type up my paper and proofread it, I don't know what I would do. So I'm not a writer. I'm not, the last thing in the world anybody would have ever thought I would become a writer. Well, I started getting better when I started doing my draft reports, right? So now um, I remember getting the bug for boxing because we had interviewed um we had interviewed Braquan the show Kimberl right on our show and we had a pretty co-host by the name of JL Jones that's beautiful ask Luther and Kelly about her drop dead gorgeous new sports like crazy well well Braquan Kimberl became friends with me and and kind of fell in love with JL Jones and uh, J.L. Jones thought he was good looking too. So we started going to the Vaquan's fight. So I remember one time, man, going to a fight and they had me sitting like I worked for the Pittsburgh Courier. And I'm sitting near a ringside, you know, like I do now. And man, but all of a sudden, the next time he fought every three months at Mountaineer. Right, and the next right. time he fought, I couldn't get any press passes. So I called a courier. And the courier was upset because somebody misrepresented the courier. Um, and and that's how uh, I ended up getting that press pass. But it, it wasn't my fault. I, I didn't have anything to do with it. So I said, well, I says, well, how about if I go as a writer? I'll write a story for you. And the courier says, uh, hey, uh, can you write? And I'm thinking, yeah. And I remember um, Esther Nunez at the time, she was the number two salsa dancer in the country. Beautiful, beautiful woman. I almost made me want to learn Spanish, bro. <laughs> and and she and I went to her. I went to her house all weekend long, Claudio. And I didn't know if you wrote in columns like the newspaper. I couldn't get started. And at the time, I didn't have a computer. So this is back in the early 2000s. So I went to Allegheny Community College like I was a student. I went in their computer room. And they let me use their computer. And I sat there from eight. The deadline is noon. I sat there from eight o'clock to about 1140. Wow. And then I just started typing. I didn't even look at it. And I sent it in. Courier said it was one of the best articles they ever seen. They hired me on the spot. And wow. ever since then, everything I wrote was the last minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? No oh, proof yeah. reading, just reading. Right, right. And so this one, this one magazine asked me to, uh, Paul Spatafora started getting in a little bit of trouble. 
this one magazine asked me to write a story on Paul Spadafor and interview lawyers and ESPN people and stuff like that. So I wrote it and they're like, man, you might get a golden quill for this. Of course, I never heard of a golden quill. And, um, and, and, and sure enough, they had a banquet for the golden quill award at the Hilton hotel. At the time there was still a Hilton hotel in Pittsburgh. And of course I didn't go. And I ended up winning the Golden Quill Award. They ended up mailing it to my house. So they, the, the winner of this year's Golden Quill, yeah. Smoking Jim Frazier. Oh, he's not here. Okay. Accepting this award but, for Smoking uh, Jim, right? Yeah. 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 But there, there was nobody here to accept it either. Man. Okay. Nobody went. Man. So, uh, so uh, it, was a, it was a great, great honor. And the news, the magazine people didn't go because they didn't know. They knew I was nominated, but they didn't know I was a finalist. And as a finalist, I could have took a guess. I would have been sitting on a dais. You know, the whole bit, it was a big, big thing. And that was a big no-show. But what a what an honor, uh, Claudio, to win an award like that for somebody who never was a writer, who never really, um, you know, uh, done well in school, and just how good the Lord is. Because when he blesses you with a talent, sometimes you don't even know you have it. And um, so I've been writing ever since, man. And, um, and, the, and the great thing about it, too, Claudio, is working for the Courier, man, I was able to publish some articles on some great, great guys. How about J.T. Thomas, first black sure. player at Florida State? His defensive coordinator was Bill Parcells. Right, right. Phil, Phil Heath is the, the number one bodybuilder in the world. Sir Charles Barkley, man. What a great guy. Marcus Allen, Chuck Muncie, Doug Williams, you know, Earl Lloyd, the first NBA black basketball player, you know, Paul Spadafor, Mike Tyson, Larry Brown for the Steelers and Larry Brown for the Washington Redskins, Storm and Norman Van Leer, Roy mm, Jones Jr. And the, and the greatest interview of all time that was most fun was spending two days with Terry Bradshaw, man, they don't come no better than Terry Bradshaw, man. It was that was some great, great times, man. I, was pro- I probably wrote about a thousand art published articles over the last fifteen, twenty years, man, and just so honored, man, to uh, you know to really be able to tell people's story and um, to have a voice to do it. Sure. Now we're gonna have our uh, Eric Jackson Lurie final word after these next. Commercial messages from Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Criminal defense attorney Eric jackson Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And again, you can get my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's on sale now at ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Barnes and Noble. And um, also, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm very excited to announce that my guest is the legendary Mario Andretti. That show will air on January 28th. Uh, Make sure you tune in. That's a big time interview for me. I'm really excited and looking forward to doing that interview. And uh, we'll be right back with Smoking Jim Frazier. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call 
Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Jim, the Eric Jackson-Lurie final word. The Eric Jackson-Lurie final word brought to you by criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Favorite boxer of all time? Favorite boxer of all time, um, Sugar Ray Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, and Rocky Marciano. Yeah, thank you for mentioning Rocky. Uh, Favorite football player of all time? Favorite football player of all time? uh, No doubt about it, Gail says. um, The only football player I've ever seen that had eyes in the back of his head. Unbelievable. Um, You know, the the Kansas comment was the greatest football player I've ever seen. Growing up, the greatest football player I've ever seen was Louis Biondi. Uh, Louis Biondi was an older guy, man, that owns Biondi, Lincoln, Mercury, in Monroeville. And I tell you what, man, I wanted to be Lou Biondi, man. He was <laughs> just a great, great football player, man. In your NFL scouting days, or maybe even not as a scout, but let's just stick with a scout. Which player did you think was not going to make it but did? And which player did you think was going to make it but didn't? Um, I'm, I'm probably twisted around in that question, but I remember seeing uh, Air McNair play in 1994. He threw for 700 yards and eight touchdowns and ran for 150 yards and two more touchdowns. And I kept asking, who's number 80 for Tennessee Chattanooga? Who's number 80 for Tennessee Chattanooga? It was a junior wide receiver by the name of Terrell Owens, T.O. I told everybody in the National Football League, I guarantee he would be a, a superstar in the NFL, and they still passed over him. Wow. Now, here in our area, we've been blessed to have some great quarterbacks. Uh, tell me your – who do you think is the best of this group? Uh, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, Jim Kelly, Johnny Unitas. Uh, Joe Namath and Dan Marino. You know, I've said the same thing, and and Chuck Knox, uh, who coached, obviously, in the NFL for years, should be in the Hall of Fame, said that he'd never seen a player, uh, a a better player than Joe Namath. He absolutely loved Joe Namath, and it's a shame that he got hurt. Not only that, Jim, but people forget he played at Shea Stadium uh, seven times a year, and that was a mess. That that field was a baseball (laughs) field, and it was a mess. I mean, he was always dirty. And they showed him early in his career when he would do jump passes, you know. And there, there's, a, there's a picture on NFL Films where he's playing the Kansas City Chiefs, probably his fourth year in the league, and he flicks it, just barely throws it. And I counted the hash marks. It was a 70-yard pass in the air. Wow. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see what Joe Namath could have been. And Dan Marino, I've never seen – I think Namath Marino had the most beautiful, perfect passing mechanics. And it's a shame that they didn't give Marino a little bit of a better defense and a running back because I think he would have won multiple Super Bowls. I'm assuming you agree with that. Well, I'll tell you what, Claudio, you can't teach fast release, quick release. Oh. And they had it. They was born, born with it. And I'm surprised that I'm a great scout today because I played against Marino and my dad had to tell me he was going to be good. (laughs) I didn't think he was much, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Well, I tell you, again, I I wonder, you know, you and I talk about different front offices and things like that. We say, again, with Marino, can't you see that all he needs is, he doesn't need a 1,200-yard back. He doesn't need a a 1,000-yard back. He needs somebody to gain maybe 750 they didn't even do that for him, you know, and it's a shame because he was uh, he was unbelievable. And Namath, as I said, unfortunately, we we didn't get to see um, 
who he could have been because of injuries. But Jim, you know, I always look forward to doing shows with you. I look forward to seeing you every time I know I'm going to see you. My, my, I feel better. Um, you are the, as they say, you're the type of guy who brightens up a room as soon as he enters it. Um, I, I love you to death and appreciate you. And, and, uh, I said, one of my big regrets is that my mom and dad didn't get a chance to meet you because they would have loved you. Uh, they would have appreciated how you were with me because I'm doing TV because of you. Um, you know, you, you're the one who got me, uh, as a guest on steel city sports world. And then you're the one who got me on uh, as a as a co-host. And then from there, we've done boxing together. We've done all kind of we, we've uh, the bot ring talk and we've done boxing events, uh, which they're so much fun. The, the shows with me, you and Luther, they're so they're If they can see us prior to the show, I mean, it's hilarious. But the boxing shows, I mean, uh, one time we were doing a show, I, f I think it was at that um uh, on 88, that I forgot the place. Ca I don't know what's called Castle, whatever the hell it's called. But uh, Royal Palace. Or Royal Palace. Like Royal Palace. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm, I'm now I'm doing the 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 color, or whatever. And then you start talking about the guy's shoes, and it just, I just <laughs> lost it. But uh, I mean, it's always fun to be with you, and and, and I'm I'm a hundred times blessed to, to to be around you all the time, and I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, again, thank you for everything. It's it's been it's been great, and I know we have a lot more things to do together. Hey, thank you so much, Claudio and Adam, for having me. And and I tell you what, Claudio, it seemed like I've known you all my life, but uh, we've only known each other, you know, you know, less than twenty years, man. And it's been a it's been a true, truly an honor, man, um, for me to know you and, and call you a friend. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. And uh, with that, um, uh, as always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and, and the outros and the, my great producer, Adam Zalouf, who uh, Vince Kaplack uh, always says, if I have a phone problem or a computer problem or any kind of problem, he says, call Zalouf. He can fix it. Call, I, I, I'm pretty sure if I have a plumbing, a plumbing problem, Vinny's going to say, call Zalouf. He can fix it. Adam is the best. Love Adam. And, um, and again, uh, don't forget my book. Uh, the hell's it called? Oh yeah, lead from the heart, <laughs> lead from the heart up, not the neck up. How to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office? You can get it on my website. Um, don't forget, we have Mario Andretti uh, interviewed in a couple weeks on January 28th. I'll keep mentioning that. Um, always uh, thank our sponsors: Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Dom at 412-372-3667. And criminal defense attorney Eric jackson Lori with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. You can listen to our show on my website, ClaudiaRosano.com, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. And as always, uh, thank you for listening and thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rossano Show, brought to you by Aspire Pediatric Therapy and Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRossano.com. talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts like he can't understand what i'm saying it's not just a hearing problem jolie it is a health problem even with a mild hearing loss our risk of dementia doubles with age so let's improve dad's hearing and his health let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding laughter and happy memories serving the dubois area for over 20 years the roscoe hearing care center in dubois punksy and st mary's the hearing solutions you've been looking for call us for an appointment today. Day, 814-375-0455.
The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. 